Welcome to Now More Than Ever, a podcast about the critical importance of strengthening community connections to fresh, healthy food and local food producers. Now More Than Ever, the Farm to School Network is a necessary and invaluable force in aiding the transition to a safe and just school environment. The network works to enhance local food procurement, food and nutrition education, and edible gardens that will benefit students, educators, and farmers alike. Now More Than Ever focuses on how the Illinois Farm to School movement is cultivating strong local economies and healthy, flourishing communities. I'm your host, Annie Dysart, and Now More Than Ever is brought to you by the Illinois Farm to School Network at Seven Generations Ahead and made possible through funding from the USDA Community Systems Farm to School Grant Fund. The Illinois Farm to School Network is the Illinois core partner of the National Farm to School Network, an information, advocacy, and networking hub for communities working to bring local food sourcing and curriculum about nutrition and agriculture into educational environments. The USDA's Office of Community Food Systems helps child nutrition program operators incorporate local foods in the National School Lunch Program, as well as the Summer Food Service Program and Child and Adult Care Food Program. In addition, OCFS staff works with tribal communities to respond to their desire to better incorporate traditional foods into their meal programs. This is the Now More Than Ever podcast. Thanks for listening. In this episode of Now More Than Ever, I conduct a phone interview with Allison Brown from Organic Life, a food service company where she is the senior district manager for Wheeling School District 21 and Prospect Heights District 23. Allison shares insights from her wealth of experience in the food service industry and discusses how she's overcome challenges presented by the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as how she incorporates local food in her menus, her positive experience with the Illinois Farm to School Network, and creative ways she gets students excited about healthy eating. Let's take a listen. Let's start out with a little introduction from you. Can you tell us a bit of background about yourself, your role at Organic Life, and what you've been up to? Hi, Eddie. Thank you for having me as a guest today. I am a senior district manager for the Wheeling School District 21 and Prospect Heights District 23. I have been providing services in the session for students for the past 18 years. Some of my previous supporting positions have been implementing their supported catch program, which is a coordinated approach to children's health. I have also been supportive in helping them with some of the districts with achieving bronze level status in the Healthier U.S. School Challenge program. I have been a team nutrition leader, and I am an active participant in the Illinois Farm to School um, Harvest of the Month program and their Great Lakes Great Apple Crunch. That's awesome. So you definitely have a really, really dense background in food service, and you've been doing a lot. And so what I would love to know, too, is how did you get involved in food service? Well, actually, I started from the very bottom. My youngest was just entering school, and I decided that I needed to find something to do. So I started off as a server in a school district close to my home. Because I like working with children, and I thought that would be a fun way to do, to interact with them. So I started as a server. I worked and learned every single position that is in food service in a school cafeteria, as far as serving, cashiering, cooking. I did training for everybody. I helped implement POS systems into these districts. 
and then I worked my way up into an active manager's position. I learned that role and I have been doing it ever since. Wow. So you are what we could call an expert in the industry. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have actively done everybody's job. So it is helpful to have that level of experience so that you know exactly what's going on in your unit and how it pertains to my role and how it supports the leaders. That's awesome. And it must be so valuable, especially now, being able to know how to adapt to the challenges of the pandemic, because I'm sure there have been countless changes that you've had to come up with. So how has that been going? Actually, it has been going very well. We've been fortunate that our program runs all year. We do um, the seamless summer option, and we had expanded to quite a few locations. So we had that under our belt. So when they said, okay, we're going to switch to remote, it was pretty much going right back to our summer program. We were able to make that a smooth transition. We knew the participation levels pretty close to what they had been over the summer. The staff was trained and knew what to do with getting those meals out there and the timing the logistics of driving the vehicles and hitting all the locations. We currently do 23 locations. We have community support from the park districts, the library. Our first student helps us. They have buses that go out to locations and help with serving meals. Sometimes you have a shortage of staff members right now during this time too. Some people felt that they wanted to stay home during this time. A lot of our employees are also parents that are home doing remote learning. So that makes it more of a challenging logistically is to get everybody on board that can work and working as a community. The district has been an awesome supporter in helping us with whatever we need. It is a true partnership that we enjoy. That's really, really cool to hear. And it seems like despite your staff having to go remote, take care of their kids who are remote learning, and then deficiencies in various places due to people being concerned with safety, it really seems like the community came together in various ways to help get food where it needs to go. And that's awesome. Nice, too, because we've been able to do some mock trial runs. So when the children came back in for the hybrid learning, we were able to do a couple trial runs to see which way we wanted to offer it to make it a smooth, social distancing, efficient operation with that, too. So we went in, we tried it at one of the schools, and it worked very well, and we've been able to implement it with really not too many issues. That's so great to hear. And congrats for being so successful in overcoming those challenges. I'd like to hear more about what ways you go about choosing what fresh local food you order and use every month. Well, since my my district participates in the National School Lunch Program and the district has allocated federal funding, I am able to use that funding for different avenues as far as purchasing those um, fruits and vegetables that are local. We typically use the majority of our funding towards the Department of Defense DOD program. 
with that vendor. They provide me with local forecasting sheets on what's in season. Then you can also go onto their website too. You can find the bios of the farms that they're connecting with, what they specialize in, if they're organic or if they're not organic, so that we can take a look at that. So belonging to the Harvest of the Month, the Illinois Farm to School Program, they're a great source of additional resources and guidance for me. They provide me with training. We receive monthly newsletters, educational material, recipes that will help um, focus on certain fruits and vegetables. You know, like winter is very hard. We have such a small window of good gardening weather here. So when you think of local and fresh too, you can also include milk, spices, maybe recipes that you can use or promote through this. Also, Diane, the manager of the Illinois Farm to School program is an extremely valuable resource. She is wonderful at offering suggestions. You can call her, email her. Sometimes just having those conversations will spark those creativity moments or those aha where it'll help you move forward past what you were struggling with. So I, that's where typically where I start with that in selecting and choosing what we're going to use for fresh and local. You have to watch for the weather conditions. The hurricanes did a number on the produce in certain locations. You had fires. There's just a lot that you have to take in consideration too. Also how you want to determine what is local for your district and the region area for that. So for me, local means any place that is touching Illinois, any of the surrounding states with that. Michigan is a wonderful provider. They have a ton of stuff. They seem to have most of the local produce that we're looking for that's available, especially as we enter the winter months. Winter is very difficult. You will find that on the DOD program, some of that shrinks a little bit more. So then you focus on the other items. Interesting. I'm curious how the National School Lunch Program regulations play into how you decide what's on your menu. Have you found the regulations make sense? Yeah, I I like the requirements for the National School Lunch Program. I think that it really focuses on the nutrition and the part that helping children make healthier choices as they go through the school system. It is challenging to meet those legumes and getting those children to eat that. That's probably the hardest subgroup to meet. The other ones are not difficult. You can find a lot of popular varieties for those subgroup vegetables and fruits to meet. Kids always like the fruit. That's not a problem. Mm -hmm. It's, It's hitting those vegetable requirements that can be a bit challenging. Legumes is a hard sell. <laughs> Those are an acquired yeah. taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it, we always are trying different recipes, different methods. It also helps when you have your staff feel that they are food coaches when the children come through and they want to make conversations and make those connections with the students and try and offer those suggestions to them as far as what is the option, why don't you give it a try, even if you don't want a full portion, you know, maybe just try a little bit. That kind of conversation is good to have with them. They're very visual when they come through the line looking at things. 
So we want to always keep it fresh and healthy looking. We use fun names with items, such as, you know, like we have a Mighty Melon Mix. We do fresh blueberry burst, super green broccoli. I like doing kale salad, so we offer a kid-friendly kale salad. We do talking bananas where we write little messages on them to get them more participants in the program. Oh, that is so fun. I bet that really helps the kids get a bit more excited. And so what was what was the thing you said about bananas? We do talking bananas. So oh. we write positive messages on the bananas. That is so cute. I yeah, bet the kids it, love that. It's really fun because yeah, lunchtime and breakfast time should be a fun event. I'm someone who always looks forward to eating, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And so I think I'm going to start writing messages on my bananas and leaving them around for my family members. That's cute. Sometimes lunch can set the tone for, breakfast or lunch can set the tone for the rest of the day. If they come in hungry or they aren't eating breakfast, then it leads for a rough morning and they're not able to focus, or if something happens in that lunchroom, it makes for a long afternoon. There should be no tears. It should be a fun, joyous occasion so that they can take in what they need to learn and help that part of their growing. I completely agree. How do you display and share information with students and guardians about information like nutrition or allergens or even where the food is sourced? I have two methods that I use. We do your standard typical menu that is posted on the district website. It's printed and handed out to the children. So we'll put the menu items on there. I will do little icons on there to get them interested in with the, I always put like the Harvest of the Month logo or wording on there. And then I also use Meal Viewer, which is an electronic meal system to communicate menus, nutritional information, facts like that. So they can go on, they can type in their actual school location, and it will bring up a breakfast menu, and it'll bring up a lunch menu by day. They can click on the item, and typically it'll show a picture of the item. It'll list all the nutritional facts. It'll list the allergen facts on there. I have the ability to put a badge on there, whether it's a local item, whole grain item, those typical things that you can put on. It kind of just enhance that part. Parents can also go in and they can select what allergens their children have. And then it goes through the menu and it crosses out everything that they can't eat, which is really nice for them. I like it's fun because I can customize it a little bit. We can put descriptions on there. It seems like you're doing a really good job of communicating everything people need to know about the things on your menu. And that's really, really important. And also good for the educational side of teaching kids to pay attention to what's in your food. Is it healthy for me? Is it going to energize me? But also, where is it from? And making the distinction between it being local or not is also a really good thing to put on kids' radars for sometime in the future when they're going out and they need to make their own decisions about what they're going to buy that's 
really, really good thing to be aware of. Yeah, the meal viewer is very nice. We um, also have TV screens that they provided us for the middle school building. So the kids can actually, and it's posted in the cafeteria, so when they come in, they can actually see the item. Everything is labeled on there for them before they actually get into the line. I want to move into our next question, which is how has access to local food changed with the pandemic? I think with the pandemic, it's been very difficult with our mode of transportation to offer some of the items that we do during the school year. Because like during the school year, we can do pasta primavera, just different street tacos, the slaws, the roasted garbanzo beans, being able to have a deli bar with additional choices that they can add on their sandwiches. Things are pretty, sometimes they're very limited as to what you can get. When things are packaged and shipped out in coolers, that also is another challenge for us. Most of the time, everything is cold, so it it makes it difficult to package certain items, and your things are limited on that. Interesting. Okay. Thank you. And so let's move on to our last question. And what I'd like to know from you is how do you provide local solutions to clients requesting local sourcing on their food service bids? Organic Life is one of the largest food service management companies in the country that focuses on the procurement of local natural foods. They work with an extensive network of growers and purveyors that allows us to have access to unsurpassed number of foods from all regions, many of which are locally grown. We certainly see this as an advantage over our competitors because Organic Life unique approach to school food service and establishing relationships with like-minded companies can transform the way public school districts purchase and provide high-quality goods for their students. And we seek out the best procurement partners in a given region. We place a premium focus on supporting local economies, environments, sustainability, which are all great important to community districts today, too. Talking to our clients, listening to what they are looking for is extremely helpful with that. What you're doing is awesome, and the challenges you've overcome with the COVID-19 pandemic are also very admirable. And I'm so glad that you came here today to teach me and all of our listeners about what you do and all of your successes. And I'm really grateful that we had this conversation today. It was uh, fun joining you, and uh, hopefully that can help somebody. Um, I loved the Illinois Farm to School program because you can construct it and make it to fit your program or what your client would like to see in your district. It's the guidelines are whatever you want to make them. You know, you can jump in. There are some districts that are with that program that are so far ahead of me. They're doing gardens and, I mean, they have hot houses and they are such good advocates for that program. And then there are some that are just starting out like me that we're doing baby steps at a time, that we're learning our way through, changing things. As long as we keep moving forward, that's what I was looking for. But it is a great program for anybody that just wants to help improve their program for the districts that they work for. It's all about choices for the kids and getting them to think more about 
how they take care of their bodies and what they're putting in their bodies. Definitely. And it's such a great opportunity to educate kids about food in a fun way. And it's flexible with what you want to do with your organization and your school. I'm glad that you've enjoyed doing it so much and found value in it. Thank you for listening to the Now More Than Ever podcast, brought to you by the Illinois Farm to School Network at Seven Generations Ahead and made possible through funding from the USDA Community Systems Farm to School Grant Fund. I'm your host, Annie Dysart, and I'll see you next time on Now More Than Ever.